This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there and welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. This week... We are going to be talking about pitching yourself as a guest on other podcasts. Now, I recognize that starting a podcast of your own might be a little overwhelming or it just might not be the right time. But guesting on other podcasts is a great way to kind of dip your toe in the podcasting water, so to speak, get a bit of an idea of whether it's the right thing for you. And yeah, so that's what we're going to delve into today. I have three different ways to share with you. So grab your notebook, grab a pen, and let's get started. So way number one is Facebook groups. There are a few dedicated Facebook groups such as Find a Guest, Be a Guest. There's also another one called Podcast Guest Connection. If you were to just search for podcast guests and then click on groups in Facebook, so many different ones are available. Like I'm looking at the moment and there are at least 25, 30 and I could keep scrolling. So do definitely have a look. Um, Make sure that it's an active group because, you know, we spend way too much time on social media as it is. Um, But definitely I have heard good things about find a guest, be a guest. So that might be one that you want to start with. It's got 24,000 members and they're all podcasters or podcast guests. So that would be a good one to start with. Alternatively, you could also post in the groups that you're already in. So I'm in a number of female entrepreneur groups and I'm also in podcaster groups. So for example, there's She Podcasts, there's the podcast, is it the podcasters community? There's lots of groups specific for podcasters. And I can't tell you the amount of times I see posts from people wanting to be a guest on a show where they'll just, you know, post a lovely graphic or, you know, when in Facebook, you can change the background colors. They might do that. They might give a bit of information about themselves, what kind of shows they're looking to be a guest on. And, you know, guest management is one of the most time consuming tasks when it comes to a podcast. So by you putting yourself out there, you are eliminating that process for podcast hosts. So don't feel like it's spammy. It's not Just be really specific in the expertise that you'll be bringing, the type of shows that you're interested in and how they can contact you. And I guarantee that you'll have hosts responding in the comments. So that is one way. Way number two is there are platforms like Podbooker and Wildcast. There's even another one called Matchmaker and they connect podcasters with guests. 
I don't believe there's a fee, but don't quote me on that. I don't use them personally myself, but I've heard I've got a client who uses Podbooker and Wildcast and she has been booked out for quite a long time for herself as a guest, guesting on other podcasts, but also people pitching her to be a guest on her show. So those are three options, Podbooker, Wildcast and Matchmaker. How it works is podcasters are able to reach out to you and vice versa. You'll create a profile on the platform, you know, including sort of your expertise, your name, all that kind of shows that you want to um, be a guest on. And people will just reach out to you. They'll do a search, a, a bit like the Facebook group example that I gave before. But this is a lot more streamlined. Everything is in one place. You're able to keep track of your bookings. You're able to showcase which podcasts you've appeared on and so much more. So that is the second way. But just double check. I think Podbooker is free, but just have a look and see which one suits you best. And then way number three does involve a bit of time on your side. And that is you conducting your own research. And that could look like whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, you do a search on that platform. So if it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen, you do a search. So let's break this down. For example, if you want to be a guest on shows that focus on mindset, then you might type in mindset in the search button on Apple Podcasts, for example. And then a whole heap of shows will come up because mindset's a very popular topic. Some episodes might even come up as well, depending on what player you are searching on. You want to focus on the shows, but also actually the episodes, a title might grab your attention. If you click on the episode, it will take you over to the show, of course. So that might be a way in as well. But I would say to identify the ones that you'd like to be a guest on. I recommend starting with 10. Listen to a few episodes. So make a list of 10 and then from those 10, maybe pick three, your top three from that 10. And from those top three, you then want to listen to a few episodes. Now, this is why I say it's a bit more time consuming, but if it's done right, you will reap rewards. And when you're listening to those episodes, you want to get a bit of a feel for the show, a flavor of what the host is all about, the kind of things that they talk about, but then also make a note of anything that stands out. So did the host share a story? Was there something that you guys have in common that you have in common with the host? Is there something that resonated with you? Is there something that he and a guest shared and you thought, oh, I can bring a different perspective to that? Make a note of all those little things that stand out to you because you're going to include those observations in your pitch. And that is what makes your pitch stand out. Because as you can imagine, podcast hosts are pitched to so often they receive so many emails. I know a couple of the clients that I manage their podcast for, they are pitched. And sometimes it's so obvious that they've just used a blanket email. There's no personalization. There's no, there was no thought. It's literally copy and paste. And that I don't recommend that. I'm not all about that. I want you to take the time, put the time in and you will reap the rewards. The second piece of this research is researching the host. So do a bit of digging. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to look too far. Maybe in the show notes, you should be able to find a website or social media links. That's super, super important. So hopefully they have done that. Have a look at their social media, pop over to their website. Is there a podcast page? Is there any more information that you can glean from there? Pop their name into Google. See if they've spoken on any 
stages. It's all part of the information that you can put into your pitch to show them that you've gone that extra mile, because I guarantee you, they will know. They will know when someone has taken the time out and the effort to personalize the pitch to be a guest on their show. So that's the research piece. Now, what do you include in your pitch? First of all, you want to keep it short and succinct. We do not need a 10 paragraph email, an essay. You just want to keep it short and succinct. You know, people are super busy and they don't have a lot of time. And I've realized more and more in my business, people are so busy that they tend to skim stuff, even important stuff like contracts, they will just skim and then things might pop up in the future. Obviously, a pitch from you is not is important, but it's not contract important. But that's something that I've realized for myself. People are so busy, they don't take the time to sit down and read things properly. So you don't want them to open that email and see this long email and immediately they switch off. You want to keep it short and succinct. And then in terms of the ideal structure, when I did pitching, this is how I would structure the email. So you want an email subject that would grab their attention. A copywriter, I am not. (laughs) So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I can give you all these lovely email subjects, but it might be something that came out of your research. So for example, if maybe you both spoke on a particular stage and you've got a mutual person in common, it might be that that's your email subject. It just provokes curiosity. It intrigues them to, you know, click and then read the rest of your email. So email subject to grab their attention. And then we go into obviously the email. You want to start off with a nice pleasantry. Dare is probably a bit formal, but you know, in the online world, hi works really well. Hey, if that's your sort of language, your lingo. And then I break this down into five different paragraphs, so to speak. Paragraph one would be your intro you know, hey, hi there, I came across your podcast, and then include a compliment. What did you love about the podcast? And then paragraph two is a bio. So this is your time to talk about you. Don't open the email talking about yourself. That just sets the wrong tone. You know, do a bit of an intro, like I mentioned, really praise them, really compliment them. This is where your research comes in. And then we're going to introduce you. So that's paragraph number two use your bio, whether that be, we all have bios that we use for these sorts of opportunities, but make sure you're really highlighting your area of expertise. Paragraph number three, what can you bring to the show? Again, if there's any sort of details or information that came out of the research, you can add more in this paragraph as well. So for example, if you are, let's stick to the mindset theme. If you are a mindset coach, and you found this amazing show where they talk about mindset and business and entrepreneurship and momhood. Because, you know, for a lot of us women, all those things are things that we are all dealing with. And, you know, the show really stood out for you. Then you might say, oh, hey, I listened to episode 22. I really liked when you and, you know, your guest talked about that. Have you really thought about this? Or whatever your spin on it might be, or whatever expertise you can bring to that topic and to their show. Do mention it here. One thing I will add is with your pitch, just remember that the most important thing to them will be their audience. Well, the most important thing that should be to them is their audience. 
So in your pitch, always have that in mind. Yes, you're writing to the host, but what can you bring to his or her audience? When they're reading your email, that's what they will be thinking about. And kind of also what topics. So I know, you know, as entrepreneurs, when we go onto these types of stages or have these opportunities, there's certain topics. So for example, of course, my topics will all be about podcasting, but I am also a big lover of systems, especially like automation. So Dubsado, Acuity, anything that sort of streamlines a process and automates a process and cuts down even 50%, 25% of your time of doing something I'm a big fan of. So those are my two topics. So think about what are your two, three topics and include those. And for example, your topic might have a subtopic. So for me, podcasting, how to grow your business through podcasting would be the topic. And then the subtopics could be how to start a podcast or another topic, which we're talking about today would be how to guest on other podcasts or number three could be how to monetize your podcast. So again, those are my three subtopics within the main topic. And then the same would apply to automation. The same would apply to anything else that applies to you. So kind of bear that in mind. So that's paragraph three. And then paragraph four, link to any sort of relevant information. So if you have appeared on a recent podcast of a similar topic, or if you were um, a speaker at a summit or on a world stage, whatever appearances that you've done where you think, oh, they might enjoy knowing this because it lends to your authority. It lends to you being the expert in your niche. Make sure to include those links in paragraph four. And then of course, paragraph five, again, we're keeping this very short. Each paragraph just needs to be about three to five lines max, not too long. But paragraph five, you want to sign off. Just, you know, thank you so much for your consideration. I hope to hear from you soon. If I don't, within two weeks, I hope you don't mind that I'll follow up. And it's really, really important that you follow up because again, it's a bit like discovery calls, right? When we speak to prospective clients, all the coaches talk about it's in the follow-up. Podcast pitching is no different. People are busy. They might have seen your email, then got distracted, or they might not have seen your email. They might have been off. Any reasons could have happened. They might not be recording at that period of time, but in their mind, they've made a mental note to contact you, you know, in a couple of months time, but haven't told you that. So you, you're not aware. Any reason applies, but it's really important that you reach back out. I say about seven to 10 days from the date that you sent the email. So make sure that, you know, you make a reminder in your calendar or on your phone to just reach back out to them. But by you including that in the last paragraph, you've already kind of let them know that that's what you intend to do so that they're not, not blindsided, but when you do reach out, they kind of expect it. So those are the five paragraphs that I would include in the pitch email. Now, some quick tips before we wrap up this episode. Number one, you might want to start with smaller shows rather than the big fish. I know it's great to want to be on the shows that have, you know, 25,000 subscribers or 25,000 downloads per episode, but the bigger shows means that they've got the pick of who they want on the show so they can be a bit more particular, whereas the smaller shows, not a discredit to them, but... you're helping each other out, right? It's not about, oh my goodness, how many downloads? Because I've heard of that. 
I recommended a podcast to one of my clients and she reached out and that person's team immediately were like, well, how many downloads have you got? Despite the fact that this person had only just launched her podcast two weeks before, but they were focused on the numbers. Yes, this person was a, I think a seven figure coach. She is a seven figure coach, new to podcasting, but within a couple of weeks already was focused on the numbers. That's not what my client was all about. My client is about sharing information, sharing knowledge with her audience. She's not, even when she and I spoke, she didn't even know what her numbers were. But because this person's team mentioned it right off the bat, it just left a bit of a sour taste. So even though that podcast wasn't big, the coach is big. And so certain things mean more to people at a certain level. I hope that makes sense. I feel like I've just gone off on a tangent. But all of that to say, I would recommend you start with smaller shows and then just, you know, build yourself up. And you might want to be strategic. So you might want to guess on a show knowing that it might lead to an introduction to another show you are growing with each one, if that makes sense. One thing to note is that on average, for every 10 podcasts you pitch, you're likely to get about two or three yeses. That's just an average. You might be super lucky. And especially if you're strategic about it and follow the tips that I shared before, it might be that you get a lot more responses than two to three. And if you do, then that's fantastic. Tip number three, stick to shows that are relevant. So if your topic, again, we'll stick to mindset. If your topic's around mindset and you like working with, you know, mom CEOs who are, of course, juggling family, they're juggling their business and they have all these limiting beliefs. Can they be there for their family? Can they also be a good businesswoman? Can they do it all? Those sort of thoughts. It means that podcast audience could be mom CEO. So if you are looking to grow your own coaching business or consultant business, then you might be strategic in terms of, does that podcast have an audience of my ideal clients? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So just have a bit of strategy. And that's why I say that the third way is the most time consuming because you've got to put in the work, you've got to put some effort into the research. I touched on this a little bit before, but always consider what the benefit is to their audience. It's not about you. It's always about their audience. So when you're thinking about your topics, when you're writing your pitch, what will their audience learn from me? What will they take away from my episode? And how are you different from other experts? So if you go onto a podcast that's been running for two or three years, it's likely that they have had a couple of people on already. Again, we'll stick to mindset, talking about mindset. Listen to those episodes, not to be critical, but to kind of pitch it from a different angle because mindset encompasses so much, right? So you want to kind of think, well, what base did they not cover or how can I expand on that point? Because some podcasts don't go deep. So can you go deeper on a certain point? It's all about what you bring to the table. So to recap, we have three different ways that you can pitch yourself as a guest on other podcasts. Number one, Facebook groups, whether they are specific Facebook groups, such as be a guest, find a guest, or groups that you're already in and you just do a post, make sure you check the rules, guys. Let me add that in. You know, Facebook groups are, you know, big fans of their rules. 
So make sure that you're posting on a day where you're allowed to post these kind of things. I wouldn't want you to get into any trouble. Or you can also pop into podcaster groups, there's specific podcaster groups such as Buzzsprout or She Podcast. There's loads. Just have a look, do a search and see what pops up. Number two would be podcast specific platforms such as Podbucker, Wildcast, Matchmaker.fm, I think it's called. I'm not sure if there's a fee. I think for Podbooker there isn't, but do have a look before you sign up. I wouldn't want you to get stuck with any um, bills. And then finally, the third one, which will take up a lot more time, but is definitely more rewarding in my opinion, is you doing research and you pitching yourself to the podcast host. Now, in case I missed this before, you will be able to find an email address I recommend pitching via email. Some other people pitch via the DMs. I guess it depends on what fits or what works best for you. For example, when you're doing your research and you see that they've shared a post or a story that resonates with you, you might feel like in that moment, you want to be like, oh, well, hey, da, 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 da. So if you want to do it in the DMs, that's totally up to you. But if there's any contact information that you need, I'm sure you'll be able to find it on the podcast show notes on their website or in the actual podcast player app. And that's it. I hope you found that helpful. Next week, we're going to stay on the guest theme. I thought that was only right. And we're going to talk about how you can be a great guest. So until then, have a fantastic week and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.